You're listening to Back to the Light with J.D. Rieger. Evil Eye, a Pez story. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of Back to the Light. I am J.D. Rieger, and it's good to be here with you. For this episode, we'll be looking back well over 20 years ago to my brief stint as a member, I was the bass player, of the Memphis punk rock institution Pez. For some of you Memphis folks, not that Pez's audience is limited strictly to Memphis given how much the band toured, but people close to the band may already know that this month, June 2020, marks the 30th anniversary of Pez which is incredible, considering how few bands make it to even 10 or 5 years together. My time with the band was fairly brief, actually, late 1998 and a good chunk of 1999. But in that time, I got to do some amazing things, including recording the Warmth and Sincerity album at Electrical Audio here in Chicago with Steve Albini, and playing shows with bands like 7 Seconds, At the Drive-In, Alkaline Trio, Hot Water Music, and Jets to Brazil, and traveling all over the United States. Uh... Being in Pez definitely blew 19 and 20-year-old JD's mind and opened a lot of doors as well. It also led to one of the most meaningful and long-lasting friendships I've ever had, honestly, with Marvin Stockwell, the band's founder, who we will hear from later in the show. So, the story we are telling in this episode is that of the Pez song Evil Eye, which was written mostly by me, I guess. I came up with the riff and wrote the lyrics for what they're worth and was sung by me and Ceylon Mooney, the band's other co-founder. Before we get into the inside baseball behind the song, I figure it only makes sense to hear it so that you know what it is we're all carrying on about. Uh, If you're interested, by the way, the song is currently available for pay-what-you-can download as part of a compilation of songs inspired by the TV show Skippy the Bush Kangaroo on a compilation entitled Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, which you can find at idiomism.bandcamp.com. That's I-D-I-O-M-I-S-M.bandcamp.com. So here it is, me and Pez in 1999. This is Evil Eye.
So right off the bat, I'll say that that tune is kind of hard for me to listen to. It's not that I think it's awful as much as I can hear myself struggling to quote sound punk unquote and still have an authentic voice. And I, you know, I also just don't like that I mumble spoke through the verses, which I only did out of fear of my own voice and embarrassment over the words that I wrote. Um, but setting all of that aside, the memory of making it is still one of my favorite from my short time in Pez. The spontaneity and spirit of urgent fun with which it was created definitely helped me develop confidence as a songwriter and as a collaborator later on. So why does this song exist? The answer to that is two words. Joe Damari. Joe was a friend of Pez before I joined, and they met, I think, uh, when Pez did some shows or a show with Joe's band The Unit Breed. Uh, but uh, when we crashed at his place in the middle of a tour, we ended up having a day off, which was extremely rare for us on this tour. And uh, so we thought, hey, we'll hang out, put around San Jose with Joe. That's what we thought. But he had other ideas. Joe, as you will soon hear, is a contagiously energetic and creative soul. And he insisted instead that we all sit down in his place and watch an episode of an Australian children's show called Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, and then immediately go out into his garage studio and write and record a song inspired by the show for a compilation he was putting together. Which is exactly what we did. My original idea for telling the story was to have Joe and the Pez gang all send their versions, and then I was going to like edit and weave it into a single narrative. But to be honest, what I got from Joe was so unique and engaging on its own. I decided not to mess with it. It simply defied editing. 
So here's Joe Damari explaining the genesis of the Skippy tribute compilation, Evil Eye and More, interspersed with audio clips from the actual Skippy episode that inspired the song Evil Eye, which is episode 56, Tread Softly, by the way. Here's Joe. Hey, JD. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. And uh, I guess we're going to talk about the Skippy compilation, a project that I started uh, many, many years ago and uh, recently re-released uh, out into the world. Well, let's see. So I used to hang out with a group of dudes and watch the show, Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. I'm not really sure how it all got started. Probably Tony and Alan. Um, well, I would end up over at their house, and someone would put the show on. And eventually, you know, we started to tape the tape, like make t- videotapes of the episodes. Um, okay, let's see. So, so what I mean to say is, the whole idea started after a game of Catan at my place. You see, Matt farted, and it stank so bad that Alan and Tony started throwing root beer bottles at each other. And then we went to a show and moshed like really hard to a Misfits acoustic act where um, Alex was crowd surfing and I threw him and he broke his leg. Uh, and then somebody wrote penis across his neck in Sharpie. And then when I got up the next morning, I couldn't get out my front door because I was barricaded. There were boxes of Skippy the Bush kangaroo uh, videotapes, just tons, like maybe like 12 boxes of tapes of this ep- this show uh, on videotape. And, you know, those videotapes, they're, they're, they weigh a lot. Anyway, I finally pushed the door open, and uh, there was a note stapled to my door demanding I force a bunch of bands to watch the show and write songs about the episodes, you know, or else. We've had trappers in the park before, Dad. Never one like this. He's not after furs or skins or anything. He just leaves the animals to die. So I'm pretty sure Pez toured around San Jose. Like, I think they showed up in my driveway right after I had pushed the door open and knocked over all these videotapes of Skippy the Bush Kangaroo. Uh, like somewhere around 1998 to 2001, somewhere around those years. Well, um, you see, it, it kind of goes back a little bit further to, well, definitely 1998, uh, where the unit breed was touring and um, I met Pez uh, in Amarillo, Texas. See, we played an abandoned apartment building. The local punks had rigged up uh, extension cords that ran from the other abandoned apartment building from across the street uh, over to the abandoned apartment building that we were playing at. And uh, anyway, Pez and I decided that, uh, well, we needed to have some mic stands because you know, it's kind of tough to play guitar and sing without a mic stand. So we rounded up a couple of mops and mop buckets and taped everything together. Anyway, so flash forward to Pez arriving at my house um, around, 
it's probably the year after that. So I'd say 98, 99 to 2000. Um, I'd been running shows out of my backyard garage, uh, usually day shows on Sunday. Well, um, I'm sure we all had some good fun making live music and partying with everyone that sunny Sunday in San Jose, California. Uh, as the night wound down, I began to talk to Pez about the Skippy Comp. Well, there was enthusiasm and blank stares and wet palms. I'm sure you remember all this, J.D. Uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway, I think, I think it was the morning uh, where I woke everybody up and said, Hey, guys, uh, you got to watch the show and write a song about it because I got this note, you know, on my door saying that I better do this and get bands to do it, you know, or else. And, you know, Pez, they're all such nice guys. They, they, they wouldn't dare dream of what else on me. So, um, you know, they, they all put on their uh, Monday morning smiles and uh, we began watching uh, Pez or we, <laughs> Pez and I, uh, actually, I think I probably put it on, hit play and, and left the room to, uh, to, to let them start their day uh, watching this show. And, uh, you know, I came back in after the show was over and uh, those sweaty palms and, and um, you know, blurry eyes of the morning turned into big grins. And I look over and I see Ceylon clicking like a kangaroo. And, uh, and sure enough, uh, Marv looks right at him and he knows exactly, I swear he knows exactly what Ceylon's saying. Um, well, so that's that's when I noticed that they're you know they're those Memphis Tennessee gears in their heads were were turning. So um, so they were hooked on Skippy, and uh, you know the rest is kind of history. They, they I think the riffs and the jams just kind of exploded right out of them. Um, you know as soon as we left the house and went to the backyard and, and fired up my Tascam 16-inch tape machine. Uh, it's, it's possible that we took a break uh, at some point to go to Dachau and get 99-cent tofu sandwiches at the Vietnamese store, um, and then probably resumed uh, tracking, doing backup vocals and, and extra guitar licks and, and such. Bear traps, box traps... Snap jaws, trip wires, traps of every shape and size. There's no end to his ingenuity. He must be some sort of a maniac. So anyway, um, after we finished the recording, the band drove off and, you know, I cried a little like I always do. Uh, yeah, what an amazing group of dudes. Uh, they would swing through San Jose like a year or so later, um, bringing with them Wesley Willis and... Uh, and I swear over 200 people came into my backyard and flowed like the crowd spilled out into the street uh, that day as, you know, say rock, say roll all night long. Um, good times. Uh, I, hope to, I hope to get to see all of you guys again soon. Um, so, uh, J.D., do you know when you'll be visiting Portugal? Well, that's where I'm living now. I'm living in Portugal. Uh, I got some things in storage uh, in San Jose, you know, things like my guitar amp, boxes of records from old bands and master tapes with Skippy, the Bush Kangaroo compilation songs, uh, you know, things like that. Things, thing is, well, uh, 
you know, I've been busy with life. Uh, I met a girl and, you know, she had this idea of traveling around Portugal and Spain. So I packed two small saddlebags and my bicycle. Um, my bags contained mostly clothes, rain gear, tools, uh, oil paints, brushes. So, well, we were in Spain and uh, I got an email from Troy, Troy Gardner. Uh, he lives in Australia, a big fan of um, the Skippy compilation. And, um, well, I had put the wrong type of fuel in the rental car and all seemed lost until a tow truck driver brought us to a mechanic that drained the fuel and got the car running again. Uh, I had been checking my email, you know, during this time and, um, well, Troy was asking about the Skippy comp. He thought it was time to put it back out into the world again. And I agreed, you know, uh, there's some great bands on there outside of Pez. Uh, Pez, one of my favorite songs, Evil Eye, outstanding. Uh, the episode I just rewatched, you know, thanks to you. Um, memories, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, um, Troy had saved my entire catalog, well, most of the catalog from the Nothing Enterprises. That's what I called the, uh, the label and uh, the place that we had shows at in my backyard many, many moons ago and the recording studio uh, in San Jose, California. So with his help, uh, we began dusting off the comp, and uh, you know, and I got to play "Evil Eye" nice and loud again. It's kick-ass tune, uh, bitchin' riffs, and um, well, anyway, it was a thrill to hear all the bands. Uh, it was great to like think about um, my friendship with Pez. They're some of the the neatest people I've ever met. Um, I, th I know you're only in the band for a short while. But in that time, you know, shoot, we got to record a song together, right? Uh, so, well, anyway, Troy and I are now re-releasing the rest of the old catalog. Uh, so far, uh, I've dusted off and I actually remastered uh, my first high school band, Flying Dead Skin. And um, I re-released -re those. There's two different albums, uh, Flying Dead Skin and then Suspicion Breeds Confidence and Nothing Matters. Uh it's punk rock, uh, you know, punk as F-U-C-K. Uh, we released, a, I also re just released a cover of When Gods Collide by the band Ringworm. It's another band I sang in. Um, and there's a bunch more tunes to come. I just started working on another compilation, the first compilation that I put together. And, um, you know, that was like maybe, it was early, like 90... 96 or something um so and that's got a bunch bunch of great san jose bands on it it's called how lovely nowhere is and hopefully i'll have that uh, compilation out uh by the end of the month so anyway uh you know i've been doing a lot of my own recording too uh now i've been i've been recording on a on a phone uh using band lab an incredible app uh you know i sold the old the old uh, 16 track machine which weighed more than you know a refrigerator a full refrigerator that that thing was so freaking heavy um i saw that a long time ago and uh yeah i got digital gear and I, i'd been using digital performer for years and uh and now i'm using my phone to record so uh, i just re released an album called the invisible hand and i recorded the whole thing with an acoustic guitar and my phone so uh, if you do get a chance give that a listen um, I hear you're interviewing the other Pez guys. Uh, tell them all I said hello. Give them big hugs. And 
you know, you doing this podcast just just makes me smile. Um, so thank you so much, JD. Uh, I'm going to check out some of your other podcasts, and I can't wait to hear them. Um, more than anything, thanks for touring through San Jose, California in the late 90s with Pez and recording Evil Eye for the Skippy compilation. All right, man. Take care. Next up, I'd like to let my friend and Pez founding member Marvin Stockwell take his turn at essentially telling the same story, but from his slash the band's perspective. Marv has often told me that this is his favorite Pez tour story to tell, so I pretty much feel like I gotta just let him tell it. Marv's a great storyteller who has his own excellent podcast, Champions of the Lost Causes, that you should check out, and it's a treat to have him here on the show. One small note, Marv recorded this message on his phone, and there is a little bit of noise in the recording, but I don't think it's, you know, too bad to listen to or anything. I just wanted to let you know that I know it's there, and sorry if it bugs you. Now, here's Marv. When Pez would tour through California, we would often stay with our friend Joe Damari, and we were... We were on tour winter 99, January of 99, and we were at Joe's house. And Joe is the type of wonderfully benighted soul who has all these amazing ideas. He's one of the most creative, just like geniuses I've, I've ever known in my life. But there's a big difference in that a lot of people will come up with a crazy idea and say, you know, it'd be really cool, man. We ought to do such and so, you know, we ought to form a cover band that does nothing but the Ronettes or just, you know, anything. And in the moment you enjoy the idea and then you don't actually go do it. Joe is the type of guy where when he says he's got an idea, uh, he's, probably gonna follow through so we get to uh san jose we're hanging out with joe and he said guys i've got an idea now bear with me he said there's this australian uh tv show called skippy and it's kind of like flipper it was a reaction show to flipper and it, you know, the kangaroo jumps around and, and somehow by the end of the episode, he's he's helped this, this, these folks solve a crime or something. So he I'm like, OK, Joe, sure. It sounds fun. You know, we're like, we, I think that we had played the gig. We were back at, at Joe's house. And we were just looking to relax. And he said, what I well, I'm putting together a compilation of bands who watch an episode of this show and then write a song on the spot and record it. And I'm going to put a compilation out of songs that bands do like that. And we're like, oh, that's a crazy idea, Joe. But yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's crazy. Sure, yeah, well, sure, whatever. You know, so the night wears on. And I think we even like watch another movie. We have some dinner. Uh, and then he's like, he cues up this Australian TV show episode. Sure enough, we watch it, you know. And at this point, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's gotten kind of late. And, um, and, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, we're probably not actually going to do that. It, it was a, it was a fun idea and we entertained it. We got the kind of joy out of it. Now we're, we're probably going to go to sleep. We're not going to do this. So we get finished watching the episode and, uh, Joe's like, 
So, um, guys, uh, you ready to go record that song? And we all kind of looked around at each other like, um, uh, I, I guess, you know, and, and I just remember, you know, Ceylon was all in because Ceylon is an all in kind of guy. And, and, and he was, he was amped to do it. And next thing I know, we're hauling all our heavy ass equipment out of the van uh, again and marching it into Joe's, um, little back house area studio practice place. And we're setting it up and lo and behold, I'm like, I guess we're going to write a song on the spot. We get a song roughed out or we, we jam on some stuff and we think we've, we've got something that everybody likes. Uh, our drummer at the time, Chris Coble, uh, just decided after we kind of messed around with it for like 30, 45 minutes, that nope, nope, no, it wasn't it. No, it wasn't it. Nope, I'm not doing this. We, we got we to gotta come up with something else. We're like, oh, man. So we started and it was late and now all of a sudden we're starting over. And so... Uh, JD Rieger, our bass player at the time, uh, host of the show, uh, says, uh, he comes up with something and sure enough, next thing you know, Chris has a, has a beat to it that, that makes just a few simple chords just all of a sudden be much more of a thing. And we start noodling around on it and, and, uh, we find some interesting two guitar bit stuff and we get it kind of half baked and you know and then joe's like are you ready for me to record and we're like so we run through it like a couple of times to where we can just kind of get a intro verse chorus verse chorus you know break part that's a variation on the parts we've already played uh and then you know double chorus outro you know fury and uh so it's all right roll the tape and we took maybe a couple of takes of it before we thought that was really furious. You know, that was, that was really fun. Like, gosh, who knew we had that in us? And, uh, and so then at that point it was really late. And then we turned to the issue of like, Oh, okay, well, who's got some lyrics that they want to write that's based on the episode of Australian television. And at that point I was wiped out. Uh, it was late. I hadn't gotten a good night's sleep the night before. And I'm like, guys, I, I, I got I to gotta call it a night. And, and um, I just remember JD and Ceylon were like, we're in it to win it. We're, we, 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 we got it. I've got some ideas, JD says. And, you know, Ceylon's amped to go do something else. And, and then, um, so I go to bed. Next thing I know, I wake up the, the next morning and we're, we're pulling out of Joe's driveway. And there's Joe. Hey, guys, it was so great to see you. And he hands us a CD uh, in the window. And on that CD is the song Evil Eye. Uh, recorded, mixed, uh, and r written, re uh, recorded, uh, mixed, and sh shoved in our, our hands on the way out the, the door in San Jose. Uh, all within probably less than the 12 hours. And, you know, and I think we listened to it once and then we put it in the the glove compartment and for, forgot all about it. Um, so, and, and, and Ceylon had gone back and, and put uh, a third guitar part in that makes the break part of that song probably one of the more interesting break parts, I think, in, in any song Pez ever did. So... Um, Ceylon's kind of a, a, a 
master at that, you know, just finding where's the the, the space in the song and, and just putting in a, a piece of texture that really makes it come alive. So, yeah, so and all these years later, um, um, uh, Evil Eye has, has finally been published. Uh, Joe uh, pushed it out. Uh, online and and now people have been passing it back and forth. I've had it on CD for you. I found it a few years ago and when it turned up. I was like, oh yeah, this thing. So I've been kind of enjoying it privately uh, for for a few years now, like just in my car or whatever. But um, I do want it to like we Pez having been a band for uh, right out thirty years now. We've got. All, all sorts of like et cetera stuff sitting around on a hard drive that we ultimately want to put out. And this is one of those gems that, um, that I want to see sit in that, that collection of songs. Not sure what we're going to call it. It's a, it's a really, you know, the tangled mess of different types of production quality, et cetera, uh, that will need some type of wizard mastering engineer to make heads or tails of. Um, but anyway, it just, uh, in, in a general sense, it's, 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 it's a testament to, um, to Joe, really. Uh, Joe is a guy who does the things he says he's going to do, uh, creative projects, and, 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 and more often than not, he sees them through. Um, and it was just like, that's, that's the only Pez song that was ever created with a process, anything like that. I mean, obviously every song starts with, a, with people jamming around or somebody bringing a song in, but that was just, that was a, such a, such fly by the seat of your pants songwriting, uh, and to have it, um, produce something that, uh, is, is a really great song and um, and that sits in the Pez canon and sounds like I mean it doesn't sound exactly like every other Pez song. It's unique, but it uh, it uh, it's it 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 definitely fits in. It's 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 definitely a a Pez song, uh, unique in the fact that it's a lead vocal by JD. Uh, but yeah, great song, and uh, it's one it's one of my favorite uh, uh, tour memories to say. And gosh, you know dozen u.s tours two tours of canada and a tour of the uk and europe and it's still one of those kind of lasting vignettes of you know creativity and uh mixed with with uh friendship um and um just fond fond remembrances um i i just, I, I treasure that song so I'm, I'm glad it's out all right thank you to marvin for being on the show and saying sweet things about that song listen to his podcast champions of the lost cause and listen to just about every pez album including the one i'm on warmth and sincerity at pez p-e-z-z dot thank you to joe damari it was great to hear from you as well check out all of his music and the skippy compilation at idiomism i-d-i-o-m-i-s-m dot bandcamp Com. Thank you to my boys, Arthur, with two H's for the theme song. Thank you for listening. If you can, please visit patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash J.D. Rieger and become a supporter of the show if you can. Until next time, take care, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>